Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bride Comedy, and today I've got my wonderful, beautiful co-host and wife, Rebecca Russell, and we're going to talk all about alien fever, baby. That's right. At the end of the day, it does feel like there is sort of a paradigm shift in uh, the way we uh, talk about UAPs and UFOs and possible alien life and alien craft. At the end of the day, there's a lot of new stuff coming out these days that really is starting to lend some credibility to the notion that we might be actually being visited by some form of exotic being, whether that be alien or extra dimensional. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the headlines, and and, uh, we're going to talk about the whistleblower first, and uh, some of his claims, and then we're going to talk about what's going on in the headlines and the hysteria around this phenomenon. And then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what we're seeing in the headlines today, and how that connects to uh, the new show, Beyond Skinwalker Ranch, some of the phenomenon they're having there, and how that phenomenon uh, can be linked to other places, not just at Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. And then lastly, at the end of the show, we're going to talk about the bigger connection. Uh, I have a major, major spiel at the end that I'm going to talk about. Uh, what is all this? Why do we get so fascinated in this and what what are the spiritual and intellectual ramifications of all this and what is the greater mystery what is the connection between cryptids ufos portals and all this crazy stuff i got a theory thank you guys so very much for your friendship and support over the years if you want to help us out we have a brand new youtube channel coming It's Chef B-R-Y, Chef Fry Comedy, and you can subscribe there, and you can help us out at Linktree, forward slash Chef Fry Comedy. Thanks for your friendship, and let's begin. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Fry Comedy, and today, ladies and gentlemen, we got alien fever. You, You got the alien fever over there? I got a fever for the aliens. You got the fever for the flavor of a Pringle? <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about aliens and the whistleblower. We're going to talk about 10-foot aliens spotted in Las Vegas. We're going to talk about the secret of Skinwalker Ranch and the expansion show. And we're going to talk about, after all that, we're going to talk about what is the bigger picture of all this? You know, uh, there's greater implications uh, in terms of uh, policy in Congress uh, there's also a lot of people claiming on the far right that there's a lot of misdirection and uh, they love them some some a- alien uh, craziness um, unless it doesn't serve their interests and then then they think it's a misdirection from Biden or something you know it's always it's always mm-hmm. the Democrats and the deep state or something stupid like that even though Marco Rubio is a part of the alien thing too but never mind that. <laughs> But I just read an article about uh, Steve Bannon and his far-right conspiracy theories. It's like, oh, they're fine with conspiracy theories when they're crazy bullshit about Biden and Hunter and all those things. But, oh, God forbid, we can't talk about aliens because we might actually, you know, um, distract from, they think, the, some greater truth or something. I, I don't even know what the hell they're saying. But 
They're even making aliens political. <laughs> they politicize everything. That's right. <laughs> Welcome to the new world, you guys. And uh, <laughs> then we're going to talk, lastly, about what the greater uh, implications of the paranormal is. We're, and then we're going to talk about paranormal encrypteds. This is one great big alien fever uh, paranormal cryptid super show, I'm calling this. So, Woo. so yeah. Yeah. How you doing there, babe? Pretty good today. I think I'm finally over this cold that I've had. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I forgot to introduce you. This is my wife and oh, yeah. co-host, Rebecca Russell. Please say hello to the folks. Hi. Yeah. So we've got two episodes left, you guys, and we're kind of like, I don't know, over it at this point. I mean, we've got our built-in audience, but beyond that, there's no growth. There's no expansion. It's just uh, those of you who uh, love us and know us have been loyal to us, and we love you for that. Um, but the growth is not happening because podcasts, I believe that it's because everybody's so, the younger crowd, we grew up on radio. We love radio. When you met your first DJ, you're like, gosh, I didn't know they were going to look like that. No wonder, they got a, they got a face for radio, as they, <laughs> as they say. You don't always expect what they're going to look like, right? And, and But when you're used to radio, um, you love it. You love the personalities. You love Wolfman Jack. And, uh, you know, there's all the greats growing up, you know, like uh, Rick Dees and uh, Casey Kasem and all these people yeah. uh, popularized radio because they had a real distinctive voice. And I like to think I have a distinctive voice, but I think nowadays people are just addicted to video. They, they got to have video. Gosh darn it. Or else they're not going to watch or listen. They got to have video and it's got to be in little bite sized pieces yeah well and i get it on one level i mean on one level there's tmi out there too much stuff too many youtubers too many influencers too much news too many news organizations and too many agendas frankly and at the end of the day most people don't have the time to sort all this shit out so they either yeah. remain neutral or negative or they remain uh ignorant you know because they just don't have the time or they you know um they they, they just they just you know believe the far left or the far right and there's nothing there's no centrism anymore it's all it's all us versus them nowadays everything has to be a fucking contest it's like good grief yes, we don't does. need to measure dicks here your dick is just fine you know <laughs> just have a dick and be and shut the fuck up and just be yourself but i don't know it's just the world we live in these days i mean yeah. you know um the first thing i i realized when i started doing my research for this whistleblower, his name is David Grush. He's 36 years old. He has a, a pretty esteemed career in the Air Force. He's got top s secret clearances, much like I did back in the day, um, you know, because I worked with arsenals and things. But my point is, is that he looks like a very credible, believable Air Force dude. I think he was a lieutenant or something. And um he, he's a very credible guy. You check his bona fides, it's all there. And uh, he reminds me of Lou Alzondo because he's the army guy who was, uh, he ran the uh, UAP task force for the United States government until he got a little bit tired of the deceptions and lies. He was a part of the the intelligence uh, counterintelligence movement, which is to deceive the public from knowing the truth, and when he got tired of that, he went, "No, fuck this, I'm going public." And uh, he kind of pulled a 180 because he thought the deception was getting out of hand. And we've been 
lied to and deceived our whole lives by the government. But now we're at a level where I think human beings, we're ready. We're ready to know the truth. Um, But then everybody's got their conspiracy theories and their right-wing and left-wing political agendas, thinking that everything's a distraction campaign or something. It's like, um, I don't know. What are we going to do if the aliens land on the White House lawn? Are are they going to, you know... They're going to call for Biden's impeachment because, you know, they weren't notified ahead of time. I mean, it's just everything's politicized nowadays and everybody's got their right wing or left wing um, culture that's sort of um, uh, feeding into their belief systems or or their lack of belief. But at the end of the day, what I do like about this alien stuff is that it's pretty much nonpartisan or at least bipartisan in the sense that. You know, Marco Rubio is a big guy who wants to know more about UFO life. And that's about the only fucking thing I respect about that dude, because he's a right. fucking hack fraud from all get out. But then you start comparing him to some of these noobs in the Republican Party. I mean, you know, you're watching the news these days and all you see now is, oh, Governor Abbott, uh, you know, he, he rescinded a law to that you could drink water every four hours it was if you have an outdoor job yeah it was a law that required a 10 minute water break every four hours it's like what are you trying to do punish the mexicans is that what is that what this is Is publish the mexicans because they make up a large majority of outdoor workers do you think is that what that is i think ultimately it's yeah i think it's very and you know what's really sad pathetic about this motherfucker governor abbott from texas is that he's he's in a wheelchair you would think if anyone was going to be more open-minded to different walks of life that having a disability would have opened his fucking skull to new information to different walks of life. But here we are with this guy. Every day it's something new. And then uh, just this morning I read some more news about him. Uh, what was it? God damn it. I forget already. Yeah, it was the article uh, about Governor Abbott from Texas um, talking about now, I guess now he's got a beef with uh, Garth Brooks because Garth Brooks he said something about his bar will allow for there to be Bud they're Light continue, and gay beer. Yeah, so, so now he's got a grudge. There yeah. was an article saying that Garth Brooks was booed off of stage at a concert because of his stance on that. Well, it turns out it was completely fake. Like the, the city or the town they're saying the concert was in doesn't even exist. Yeah. So the name of the town that he named doesn't even fucking exi- exist. You guys. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to fucking lie, at least come up with a credible lie. You stupid bastard. <laughs> like, and, and listen, you guys, I mean, some of you guys out there might be right wingers. Fine. But, but you know, at the end of the day, we're not against you being conservative. We're against the fact that the Republican party has become unhinged. And they've just simply become detached from reality. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, good grief. It's just Trumpism. I mean, we we already saw back in 2008 with Obama, their inherent racism, the the institutional racism, the anti-gay movement, the all in the name of Christianity. So you get this like Christo-fascism where... They, they always had sort of authoritarian desires to to rule with an iron fist and to restrict things for, to their to their liking but now we're seeing it at a level that is literally unhinged and 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 yeah. I, I just don't think a lot of Republicans now are intelligent enough to fight for a party that has the social progress that they desire and the freedom that they claim that they love but then they want to restrict freedom 
for gays and trans people. Governor Abbott just signed a thing today about now it's illegal to have um, uh, to have drag queens uh, uh, just drag shows drag shows in yeah. public anymore. It's like yeah. good grief. I mean, fuck. I mean, first of all, wouldn't you need proof that drag queens are deviants? Wouldn't you need some kind of proof first that they're actually they doing need, some harm to society? They don't need proof for anything that they do. That's <laughs> yeah. the thing. They can make up all the shit they want to and, yeah, and, and get the, mad about it. And the Republican Party now has, has banked on the fact that they're anti-black, they're anti-Hispanic, they're anti-gay, they're anti-trans, and they're pro-Christian, and yet they're the most hateful motherfuckers I've ever seen in my entire life. And I don't want to get on a tear because this show today is not about politics. But I, I just mean to say, this is why we get into aliens and UFOs, is to get the fuck away from reality. I mean... Oh, and, yeah, just ugh, another great. super yeah. crazy thing I just saw this morning. It was a, a representative in whichever Dakota Mount Rushmore is. I can't remember if it's north or south. Mm -hmm. But he said that Mount Rushmore was like an evil... Mm demonic portal what oh we're gonna talk about portals at the end I here know, it's my final but that topic was like it was some evil demonic portal mount rushmore oh jesus and what <laughs> and where does that come from i don't know it was so out of just nowhere well, and that's what i mean today is that right now we're in a time where it's fun to talk about the paranormal and it's fun to talk about cryptids and it's fun to talk about aliens and the possibility of ufos and uaps and that's why we do it because it's a lot of fun and it's a great distraction from reality that's why rebecca and i do it because we like to live in reality some people don't but but nowadays i really i don't know if this is because of our educational system or because of the decline in mental health or decline in advocacy for regular working people but whatever the case i just think most people nowadays don't have the intelligence to i don't know discern reality and so yeah. you can make up a bunch of shit and people are like yep 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 look at these trump supporters what a bunch of fucking ragamuffins good grief these people are detached from reality and they're so aggrieved they're so angry because of what trump says about the deep state and what trump says about the hunter hunter biden and the laptop and what he says about Biden, now they're trying, the Republican Party right now, absent of any proof, is trying to, you know, they want, they want to, um, they want to, uh, impeach uh, President Biden, uh, because we did it to their guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did to their guy because your guy's a fucking fiend. Jesus Christ. It's, it's just a tit for tat now. It's just, you did it, so now we have to do it. And yeah. we're living in a culture that's so, unread and uneducated and naive that it they fall for this shit the both sides of them it's like oh yeah yeah it's fine it's fine when we do it because you you guys did it you guys just started a witch hunt for four years no we had evidence that trump is a fucking crook dude i mean goddamn, if he wasn't a fucking crook none of the shit would have fucking happened and yet he claims this innocence and he's toxified our country he's toxified our the party and he's He's creating a culture of morons. And, and so I just want, I don't need Trump to go to jail. I need Trump to go away. Just go away. I'm tired of fucking hearing about him. He's an idiot. And he, he's so 
like aggrieved and it's all this grievance culture every day they're angered by something that they 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 claim to be such loyal christians and yet they do unbelievably hateful scornful wrathful freedom depriving shit they're taking away your freedoms and yet they claim to be the freedom party what in the fuck is going on with these people i i don't know and we got to create a culture that's intelligent enough to see it. And I think most people are. The vast majority of people who listen to this show know the truth. But there's just a bunch of people out there that are just inbred, dude. It's like their brains don't work anymore. And they just, they want to fall for every inclination, every hysteria, every paranoia. They give in to every thought that is uh, that is errant. Every errant thought that they have about everything they go down the rabbit hole of lunacy. And so when you're talking about things like aliens and UFOs, it does tend to whip up the crazies. But all that being said, there are people like us who are grounded in reality who just want to know what's really going on. So let's get on with it. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just our political systems are weird. And then you hear a lot of everything gets politicized. You have Steve Bannon now talking on his podcast about how they're just trying to do it to politicize, you know, they, they want to, you know, oh, it's a distraction campaign. <sighs> From what? <laughs> exactly. From <laughs> They think, oh, because we're trying to distract from the Hunter Biden thing. No, we're not. There's no there there. If there was a there there, we just say, okay, you got us on that one. Fuck. It's like it's become so, we've become so entrenched in our left and right wing ideologies that we don't, they don't even care about the facts or the truth anymore. Yeah, not at all. And they just want to make you their base believe shit that absent of evidence because, well, the evidence, you know, we're in a post-fact society. We don't need evidence. What is evidence for? Well, Jesus Christ, how are we going to learn anything in our culture if we don't have a baseline of truth, a baseline of evidentiary collection? You know, <laughs> it's like, God. Yeah, I know. But anyways, getting on with it. Uh, David Grush, uh, the whistleblower. You've got a, a little article about that, and I want to kind of explore that. Okay. Oh, and real quick, I wanted to tell you guys something. Um, I've had audio qualities off and on the show, and uh, we were having some awful audio qualities there for a while. and We didn't understand what it was, and finally... We figured it out. I had a bad connector pin uh, to the the wire, the wire that connects the computer to the microphone. Um, I, I noticed it, and I didn't know what was causing it. And then I was watching a, a kind of a live stream of Big Law's official, the the strongman people, and they were saying that people were telling them that they sounded like chipmunks. Well, I learned that if if one if you have a bad connector pin. Uh, that it will actually make your voice sound higher pitch. And for a while there, I was having to put extra bass into the show so that my voice sounded natural because it was making my voice more high pitched than usual. And then, and then I realized, ah, when I swapped it out for a new chord, I was like, ah, I got all of the functionality back. So there you have it. So you, any of you audiophiles out there or, or microphone users, uh, if you if your voice is not sounding normal, uh, it could just be a bad connector. So there you have it. <laughs> and that's completely unrelated, but it's just, I, I was thinking about it earlier. I'm like, I wanted to say something at some point. So right. there you go. Yeah, exactly. But uh, David Grush and the whole thing with this stuff, um, let's talk about that. And then we'll talk about 
the greater governmental implications. Okay. So, yeah, the article I have is from The Guardian. Um, it says the U.S. has been urged to disclose evidence of UFOs after a whistleblower former intelligence official said the government has possession of intact and partially intact alien vehicles. Mm-hmm. The former intelligence official, David Grush, who led analysis of UAPs within a U.S. Department of Defense agency, so he's got some bona fides there, mm-hmm. has alleged that the U.S. has craft of non-human origin. Information on these vehicles is being illegally withheld from Congress, he told the debrief. And he said when he turned over information about the vehicles to Congress, he suffered retaliation from government officials. He left the government in April after a 14-year career in U.S. intelligence. Yeah. Jonathan Gray, a current U.S. intelligence official at the National Air and Space Intelligence Center, confirmed the existence of exotic materials, adding, we are not alone. Yeah. So there's more to the article, but it just kind of basically has other people confirming what he's mm-hmm. saying and yeah. saying there's other people within the intelligence community that have come forward. And Well, and, and that's kind of what Lou Elizondo is all about. He was an army guy who had this task force. You know, I was watching this, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, body language analysis. Yeah. And it's those four guys that do the body language mm-hmm. stuff. And they were they were saying something to the effect of they were sensing something dark or ret- retribution about him that it felt like he was trying to retaliate and stuff. And, and it's like, well, if you just did your research, you would find out that he absolutely has some retribution. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you work yeah. for a government agency and you're, you now have all this proof and evidence of something that's real. And yet we're still treating the subject like the public or crackpots for wanting to know more. Um, it, it offends some people. And I think there are certain people yeah. that have special clearances who are now just at a point where there's just too much evidence to ignore it. Well, you see it with Navy pilots. You see it with commercial pilots. You see it with a lot of, you know, Navy personnel and Army personnel. And uh, basically, you know, the only people we need to come out now, because he's an Air Force guy. Now we just need, what, the the Marines Marines. and the Coast Guard (laughs) to come out. (laughs) We need, you know, someone to represent each uh, branch. But I I just mean to say that... um, at the end of the day, the public wants to know, and uh, they, they keep saying this is a distraction. Distraction from what? I, right. Like, I mean, what's more important? Uh, our stupid-ass government holding up old, tired, uh, conspiratorial... They're still gaslighting us. They're still wanting us to believe that this is all hogwash so that they don't have to do the responsible thing and start programs to actually start educating the public on what to do or how to feel about all this. And so, you know, and then you, of course, you know, society, the whole guy zeitgeist of society, well, they've been preparing us for this for 30 years with TV shows and radio. Well, if you really want to go down that rabbit hole, they've been preparing us for this for 70 years, ever since Roswell. Yeah. Well, and it always seems like the government is always the last to know shit. Like, good grief. No wonder Republicans talk about the private sector being superior, because it is. But that doesn't mean that we should, you know, privatize everything. Some shit just needs to be government, you know? Mm -hmm. When it comes to health and welfare and basic governance, just make sure that the we can make government work. It's just the problem is that half the... 
the part half the system is ran by Republicans who inherently don't believe that government should do anything. So they're like, oh, government doesn't work. No, you don't work, motherfucker. That's why nothing works, because yeah. you're the one tearing down the social fabric of good governmental progress. If you create systems that function, that clear up the red tape, I mean, that's the problem with our industrial war complex is that, yes, I'm a veteran. We should all support our troops. And I support the effort with Ukraine. Uh, I just don't understand why in the hell we just sit there and do nothing while this fascist Putin sits around having a grudge match over an old country that got away from them and they want to take it back just to show some big dick manliness. It's like, good grief. Just They've been fucking independent for a long, long time now. I don't even know how long. But ever since I was a kid, they were Ukraine. So I don't know how long it's been. But it's like, you know, we can't... We're living in a society today where we all are more intelligent, we're all more sophisticated, and we're all getting more used to weird shit. And so UFOs and aliens and all that, I think the public is ready for that. But when it comes to war and warfare, we're still operating under the assumption that it's okay to have dictators. It's like, oh my God, in some ways we're we're becoming so much more thoughtful and intelligent as a society as a whole. And yet we still allow a lot of things to happen because we, you know, we don't want to get involved. Fine. I get it. We don't want to get involved because Putin might press a fucking nuclear weapon towards us and and cause a, a fucking problem with the United States. But it's like, can't we just have people go in there and take care of business and just hush hush shit that, that doesn't reach the headlines? I mean, I mean, they do it all the yeah. time. They're so private and they're so discreet and they're so dark. And yet, what we can't we can't take care of this Ukraine situation with Putin. That motherfucker's a tyrant. That motherfucker. I I really do believe that if you want Russia to be free again, we got to get rid of Putin. And I'm not telling you that we should necessarily assassinate him or do something wicked like that. But good grief! I mean, what do you think Dark Night Ops is for? Like. Yeah, there's all these trained specialists and all these military forces, and yet we don't use them. We don't utilize them when shit goes down. I just don't know why we would let thousands of days of fucking war go on where we just sort of let it happen. I, I don't know. We support Ukraine. Okay, so we give them tanks. We give them weapons. Why don't we tip the scales to where Putin is pressured out of doing this shit? I don't know. I just... I guess we're just afraid. I don't there's, know. There's too many politics involved that I don't understand. Uh, right, and, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I understand some of it, but yeah, it's uh, it's weak. It's, it's wickedly deceptive because what you don't know, you know, it's like the old saying, what the American people don't know is what makes them the American people. And that's why they're always the last to know. And that's why they're sometimes very misinformed voters. And you and then you you get the cynicism that comes along with the government playing with us, not telling the truth and gaslighting us. And that cynicism is then weaponized. And that's how you get the Republican party. It's all based on grievance. It's all based on, well, they're all deceptive. Well, you're part of it. So why don't you quit being deceptive? (laughs) You know, but I do feel like we're making so much progress though, when it comes to uh, the UFO uh, alien thing. And uh, so what do you think about this David Grush fella? Do you think he's credible? (laughs) 
I at first I first I was like, yeah. Then I wasn't so sure, but now I'm I'm kind of leaning t- more towards yeah. I think yeah, especially since Marco mm. Rubio came out and said there have been others yeah, corroborating. I was going to say that yeah, he's saying and yeah, he's going to hold things back because he does have security clearances that there are certain things that he can't say. Yeah, and I was kind of not sure also because he's a lot of the things he's talking about he hasn't seen himself been people that he knows it's that all are secondhand evidence more that, right. that aren't coming out so he's mm. kind of the whistleblower for them but he doesn't have the first hand like i didn't see this craft i didn't see this he had this a memo. lot of, he read a lot of stuff yeah but that other people had witnessed yeah, right so exactly. it's secondhand information mm-hmm. and that's the thing well and another thing is like it, it all came out on news nation and i had never heard of news nation until this yeah Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who the fuck is News Nation? So I look right. it up, and okay, they're on YouTube, and okay, they're a legitimate news source, and yeah. that's that's where Chris Cuomo went after he got mm-hmm. fired from CNN. So they're a legit source, but I was trying to figure out what's going on. I have a feeling what they're doing because they can't compete with the big guys as they're like, let's go down the rabbit hole. We'll, yeah, we'll become kind of a secondary source of yeah. news, and we'll start, you know. People are wildly interested in UFOs and aliens, and, and I, I think it's increasing their popularity. Yeah, and because they're not as corporate, I think they can kind of do more of what they want to do instead yeah. of what their corporate masters, masters are telling tell them. them. Right, mm-hmm. right. And so I think at the end of the day, you have... It, we live in times that are really funny because on the one hand, we have so many freedoms and amenities and uh, news and the disse- dissemination of truth and fact it's a good thing that all these sources are popping up and you've got the, like the Midas touch and TYT and Brian Tyler Cohen when it comes to left-wing politics on YouTube. And uh, I think they do a lot of good work. The problem sometimes is that some people play fast and loose with the facts more than others. And that's why I don't necessarily, I like the fact that we have a ecosystem on YouTube of left and right, but a lot of the right wingers are just, they, they just dabble in, deception they dabble in outrage and they're trying to rile up their base to start a culture war that frankly uh, has no beginning middle or end i don't know where they plan on going if they rile these people up people up into hating liberals so what are you going to do go right I catch don't... your liberal neighbor's house on fire because they have mm-hmm. a gay pride flag in their yard yeah i don't understand I don't what the end game is right it's just it's... I think it's just to keep them voting Republican. And yeah. at the end of the day, I, I think the really, and I'm sorry I keep getting on this politics. We'll get away from this. I'm, I'm almost done. I, I promise. <laughs> but I just mean to say that um, the, the right-wing machine right now depends on extremism and clickbait and just outrage to keep people angered so that they can keep people voting Republican but the problem is, is that uh, it's going to become a purity test to the point where a lot of centrists and independents are going to be like, I don't agree with the anti-trans stuff and the anti-gay stuff and the anti-drag queen stuff. I don't agree with the extremism. I don't extre- I don't agree with your brand of Christianity. And at the end of the day, there's going to be so many ads in the next coming election cycle. And, and if Trump does become the front runner and we have to relive this bullshit again with Biden versus Trump. Oh, I am not looking forward to that. This man is toxic and the and the party is toxic right now. And and that doesn't mean that there aren't good Republicans somewhere in there, but they're the minority. The 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 loudest, squeakiest crazies are are the ones with the with the pedestal with the most 
push and pull with when it comes to you know McCarthy and the House leader. And so at the end of the day, what we have is a right wingosphere that needs to just um, I don't know. It, it needs to. They do they really expect like socially normal people to go along with this extremism? It's a purity test, and I think a lot of people will go along with it, like Jody, like Craig, because they're already uh, entrenched in that ecosphere, and they're just they they can kind of pinch their nose and stay ignorant of the parts that they don't like. But at the end of the day, it just feels to me like um, if you had any fucking morals or values, you would draw the line at uh, all these illegal and uh, criminal activities that the right wing engage in in order to keep their base uh, volatile, right? Uh, You know, the anti-gay bills, the, uh, you know, Governor Sanders rolling back child labor laws, uh, banning of books. It's like, good grief. This shit is not going to fly with any educated conservative, but there you go. Educated is the definitive word. I just yeah. don't know if they're educated. Yeah. But the one thing I will say is that the government continuing to deceive us when it comes to what we know about UFOs, UAPs, and alien life and all that, it just continues the cycle of, of, of cynicism that we are having. And what that tends to do over time is continue to create that... that uh, lack of trust that you know when you don't trust your government um it creates conspiracy theories it creates a lot of uh, anti-government uh, rhetoric and that rhetoric can be then politicized and weaponized uh for a right-wing or left-wing cause and so at the end of the day i think it would behoove them uh, to just w- start telling the truth i mean good grief you got all right. these whistleblowers coming out you got lou elzondo you got Dave, uh, david grush you got all these people coming out, uh, the Navy pilots, you've got commercial pilots, you've got a ton of Navy personnel who've seen stuff. And so at the end of the day, I mean, it's just getting harder and harder to deny. Now, it could be a threat. You know, Lou Alzondo said that maybe it's not extraterrestrial life. Maybe it's the Chinese. Maybe it's the Russians. Maybe it's something. I don't know. But at the end of the day, we have to get to the bottom of it. And the point, the the fact remains is that if it is something of exotic origin, we're going to have to do something about it. And keeping your planet ignorant of this just so that uh, they don't get scared or distracted is kind of silly. I think what they're afraid of is that if they tell us the truth, we're going to stop going to our jobs and the, the nice little government that they've set up here for us. Uh, will start collapsing and our systems will start uh, breaking down and eroding. And then they're going to have to make take steps to start, you know, artificially inflating the government, uh, the economic sector in order to make up for the fact that what we've formed religions and, and cults around UFOs be- existing. I don't know. I, do they expect yeah, us to stop going yeah, to our I jobs? Know. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't really understand that unless something's like actually happening, like there's an invasion, like Independence Day. Yeah. If somebody says, okay, yeah, aliens are real. Okay, why would I stop going to my job? Well, that's what I mean when you live in a Judeo-Christian society is we often don't see that as being the the stumbling block, if you will, of, of a lot of culture. But think about it. I mean, today, right now, most of the policies that the right is pushing and peddling that 
restrict freedom is because of some weird Christian re- religiosity. And I think they're misinterpreting the, the, the spirit of Jesus and the spirit of Christianity, but hey, to each their own, I suppose. But my point is, is that a lot of this does seem to fuck up people's Christian beliefs. And I don't understand that because so Jesus came down he was God incarnate, and he did some stuff, and then he sacrificed himself for the for, for the, our sins and blah blah blah. But aliens, so just include aliens. I don't give a <laughs> how does that change anything if you're Christian? I don't, I don't understand, I but don't but I do think that it does. It, it when you when you live in religiosity, and you, that is your daily um mindset i think you know they're afraid of ghosts they're afraid of demons they're afraid of evil and therefore you can go down this conspiratorial rabbit hole and scare folks uh into or uh into weird thinking and patterns that uh, ultimately uh, can uh, manipulate your base into uh, outrage so that you keep them loyal to you and that's what Fox News does, and that's what the right ecosphere does, is that they lead through fear, and uh, liberals tend to lead through fact or through love or passion. You know, they say Republicans fall in line, Democrats fall in love. Well, that's pretty much the truth, and I don't mm-hmm. understand that other than they're regressive morons, not all of them, but uh, as a whole, I don't see how you can not see it. That at the end of the day, all these extremist things that they're doing uh, just it, it, it leads to a greater understanding that mo- most of their base are not attached to reality. But all that being said, uh, at least uh, you know the fascination of UFOs and UAPs is fascinating on both sides, and you got people like Marco Rubio in there who are trying to say, yeah, and there's more. There's more whistleblowers coming, you guys. Yeah. Um, talk real quick about the other article I gave you, Bay, because I want to set up the fact uh, that now we have an actual... Because there was no uh, contingency for pilots when they ran into UFO encounters or UAP encounters, and now there's an advocacy group that has been created in the last month that now uh, allows these folks greater clarity and greater... Uh, support. So talk about that. So this was an article um, from NBC News, and mm-hmm. it was from the 1st of June. So yeah. yeah. Um, so the first active duty military pilot to come forward to Congress about his experience with so-called unexplained aerial phenomena is starting a first-of-its-kind nonprofit group to support other pilots who see things they can't explain. Airline passengers are encouraged to report suspicious suspicious activity (laughs) in the name of national security, but the pilots on those same planes often face professional stigma and institutional obstacles in reporting UAPs that could present national security threats in the age of drones and spy balloons. For instance, the FAA has no mechanism for pilots to report UAPs. Instead, directing them to civilian UFO groups that are often dismissed as the domain of cranks and conspiracy theorists. Mm -hmm. Americans for Safe Aerospace, which is officially launching Thursday as the first pilot-led advocacy organization dedicated to UAPs, seeks to change that. Co-founded and run by former Navy pilot, fighter pilot Ryan Graves, who we've seen on a couple shows. Yeah, he's been on a couple shows. Yeah, he's he's very credible. Yeah. Um, It aims to better support aviators who witness unexplained events. 
the group wants to push for policy changes like better reporting mechanisms, serve as a hub for pilot whistleblowers, and advocate for more disclosure by the military and other government agencies. Unidentified objects in our airspace present an urgent and critical safety and national security issue, but pilots are not getting the support they need and the respect they deserve, Graves said. When I served, my squadron was encountering UAP nearly every day and nothing was being done. And I remember him talking about that on that show we watched. Like, they were literally seeing yeah. multiple things yeah. every single day well, they imagine, went up on the coast. I was, like, on the East Coast, I think, like, right. on the coast of Florida. Well, imagine seeing stuff every day and your commanders are telling you to quaff it, to shut up, and then to stigmatize you and then and then feel like your career is threatened, even though everybody knows everybody on these fucking, um, uh, you know, uh, aircraft carriers. aircraft carriers thank you <laughs> are seeing this shit and yet we're yeah. all supposed to play stupid it's yeah. it's not hard it's it's hard to do yeah exactly and it just goes on to say that uaps are often conflated with aliens in the popular imagination but earthly mysteries may be more pressing right so well yeah, yeah and that's that's what lou alzondo talks about he talks about the 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 possibility that this is all earthbound stuff and that this could be possible spy shit or another hostile country that is, um, you know, coming up with technologies. And the term is called leapfrogging. When you have a, a technological leapfrogging, it means that you've been so absolutely uh, profoundly s- surpassed in, in technological prowess that you've rendered your, um, your, your you've rendered another country technologically obsolete that is a scary Mm -hmm. thing and so it's kind of like uh, america is worried that china might have a bigger dick than us now and then they're like we can't have that because it could be a national security problem it just seems stupid to put hide your head in the sand saying oh well it's stuff in the sky so people are going to think it's aliens instead of actually investigating it because it could be threats from other countries well it could be otherworldly in origin or well, it could be other countries. Well, and, and at the end of the day, the reason why I don't believe, I do believe that that's a credible problem and that we have to obviously keep that under, uh, as, as a, at the forefront of our investigation. You can't assume aliens and exotic origin yeah, exactly. every single time. But, no. but also, at the same time, China doesn't have this shit yet. I mean, let's just get real. If if they did, then we're in big trouble because it means that we have been technologically um, surpassed to the point of of being rendered obsolete. They will. They have. I mean, think about the the way these craft move. Think about the way these craft have anti gravitational. Um, you know, they defy gravity. Um, they stop on a dime. They can turn any which way, and they can go hundreds of thousands of times faster than any vehicle that we have. And so, if if, if this is of earthly origin, uh, somebody's got some splaining to do because <laughs> right? that is some yeah. crazy shit. Because it mm-hmm. means that we've either reverse engineered some alien craft, and now we're using it for our own, you know, uh, espionage purposes, or the more likely scenario is that um, something's coming to visit us. And uh, the reason why they don't land on our, our white house lawn is because we're ants. They don't, Mm -hmm. if, if they're so, if they're hundreds of thousands of years more technologically evolved than us, you know, we always assume that, well, the reason why they don't hurt us is because they're, they're kind and they're decent. 
well, maybe they're just amoral. Maybe they don't have a reason yet. It's like the Borg. Until you give them a reason to fuck with right. us, they yeah. just ignore us. They see us the way we see ants. Yeah, well, and when you see these things that have happened, it's like they're kind of testing our our pilots to see where we are. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they can't even come close to keeping up with us. So yeah. we're good. Well, yeah, and and what if they're just living in our seas and they're just conducting their business and we're trying to figure it out and we're so woefully ill-prepared that, you know, uh, we're we're just a laughingstock, whether it be USA or any country for that matter, because other countries explore this stuff too. As we've said in previous episodes, Italy has a very... um, uh, a very profound and um, a detailed uh, organization in their government system apparatus that investigates these things. And, and they're so, open about and it. And they're very open about it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and so that's what we want is what we want is for America to stop with the gaslighting and stop with the deception and just be open about it. And I think we're getting there. I mean, last year we had the UAP, congressional hearing there was a closed session that was top secret there was an open section that wasn't and we didn't uh, ascertain a lot they did try to debunk something that we didn't agree with they they said like, yeah. oh this was a lens flare from a certain camera systems and blah mm-hmm. blah blah and I, I didn't agree with that but yeah. anyways never mind that the point is is at least we're opening up about it and um and and it's kind of like uh the government it's always the last to know. It's always the last to know. It's mm-hmm. a slow, clunky apparatus. And they're always the last to um, open up about these things. But at least we're finally getting there. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know. And I think there are definitely factions within the government that are that are secret. And most people don't actually know about it. Well, yeah, no. And, you know, I was in the military and I had a top secret clearance. And I've told you some of the stuff. I've, I, I still can't tell you some of the things and technologies I know about. But um, but they're still there. And even though I'm out of the military, unlike Trump, I don't disclose that shit to strangers uh, because uh, unlike Trump, I have integrity. Um, but, you know, never mind that. But the point is, is that there's a ton of people with top secret clearances, but it's so highly compartmentalized that no yeah. one person has the full picture. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, this whistleblower who came out, it's all secondhand information. And you're just like, well... Maybe he's full of shit, or maybe, you know, he's seen detailed uh, records that are very, very convincing, and he just wants the public to know, and, and uh, you know, it could be that he wants a book deal, could be that he's disgruntled. I got disgruntled with the U.S. Army when I was out. By the time I was out, I hated the Army. Fuck you guys, you fucking know-it-all bastards. Treat me like a piece of yesterday's trash, you know, so... A lot of people get disgruntled. It doesn't necessarily mean that they have nefarious intent. Mm-mm. He probably just is getting sick and tired of this old, clunky, highly advanced uh, apparatus in the U.S. military forces having to play stupid when we've all seen too much. At the end of the day, yeah. it's just getting harder and harder to excuse away. And there's mm-hmm. th- we have such a large... Uh, media sphere now that um, uh, we demand more than we did f- than in the 80s because in the 80s we were just a bunch of dummies and we didn't have the apparatus yeah. the, there wasn't enough uh, we didn't we weren't interconnected through technology as much then and so at the end of the yeah. day it was easy to just 
keep hush hush about things because you right. only got your news from the newspaper, right? Yeah. Nowadays, with all the media forces and all the different various, um, uh, you know, interconnected uh, talking, that's what I mean, is once you expose something to the light of day, it sort of demands that we find out more. And so that's never going to go away now. And that's why I do believe it would be in the government's best interest to just come with the goods, man. Let us know what you know. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. Like you now know. we have we have YouTube and everybody has a video camera in their pocket. Right. So there are all these things that are being put out into the public that nobody would have seen before. Yeah. And that brings me to the next part of this story. We're going to go into Secret of Skinwalker Ranch and what that was all about. And the expansion show that they're doing that's called, <clears throat> they have one called Digging Deeper, which is just a longer, longer edited version of the regular show. Um, it's just a re-edit. It's an hour and a half instead of an hour. You get more details and stuff. But then there's a new show called Beyond Skinwalker Ranch. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But first, I wanted to quickly dispel this, the, the headlines. I want to talk about some of the headlines right now, today, in, about alien and UFOs. So I, I just did a Google search and I wanted to look at the news and uh, a lot of it's talking about Las Vegas police spot suspected UFO and residents claim to see aliens that were eight to 10 feet tall. That's mm-hmm. the big one that's here. Yeah. Um, uh, I see here a hundred percent. They're not human witness details, alleged alien encounter in Vegas. Most of this is about that. And then here's UFO chief, no credible evidence of extraterrestrial activity. So that's the latest from news nation. So that's probably in response to all this. In other words, yeah. the government uh, professionals are like still deny. So long to see here. Yeah, yeah. Well, they can deny until you know until it becomes so irrefutable that they go okay. Um, and then I've got top five states for UFO sightings. Uh, UFO jets engaged in dogfight over Michigan. Witnesses say so. So. Uh, I'll go into that. Hold on. I'll, I'll do it right now. So this was two weeks ago. According to an organization known as the National UFO Reporting Center, two military jets engaged an object referred to as an unidentified aerial phenomenon, UAP, over a bad acts early this month. Uh, witnesses reported watching a pair of F-16s engage in a dogfight with an object they were unable to see as they moved a camper at the storage Units across from the Bad Axe Major Store on June 3rd. I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> uh, one of the witnesses, Christopher uh, Bilbrey of Oubli, says as the military jet circled the sky overhead, he spotted a white metallic disc that was difficult to see because of sunlight reflecting off the object. Bilbrey said the object seemed to be hiding from the jets by flying in front of the sun. UAP was extremely fast, he said. It was capable of overtaking and outmaneuvering the fighter jets with extreme ease. It would overtake a jet, stop suddenly, and seem to turn towards the incoming jet, like spin in their direction without moving. Uh, The jet fired anti-missile flares like it was under direct attack, uh, Bilbrey stated in his witness account. According to the report, the second uh, fighter jet also fired its flares as the object continued to spin. Uh, the jets repeated their attack about three times before flying away from the area. Uh, the UAP s- sat in front of the sun for a brief period before taking a victory lap and flying north towards Lake Huron. <laughs> so, oh, here's some more. Uh, Bill Bree, who said 
He was a military veteran who had been stationed with the 304th Expeditionary Signal Battalion in South Korea. Added, he attempted to take cell phone video of the incident, but glare and the altitude of the planes made it difficult. And, uh, oh, there is more. So many ads these days. Good <laughs> right, grief. I know. Uh, Huron County Sheriff Kelly Hansen said his office has received no reports of the June 3rd incident. Hansen, a licensed pilot, said if the fighter jets were, in fact, F-16s, they would have been scrambled from the 180th Fighter Wing in Toledo, Ohio, not Selfridge Air National Guard Base near Mount Clemens. Uh, Christopher Stepian, chief technical officer of the UFO Reporting Center, said his organization often works with the mutual UFO network, MUFON, and is celebrating its 50th anniversary next year. The center uh, takes about 20 to 30 reports of phenomena per day, often from pilots or members of the military from across the U.S. and around the globe. Stupian cited a recent government whistleblower's claim that the federal government is in possession of extraterrestrial spacecraft as evidence that reports of UAP are more than just wild stories born of overactive imaginations or those with bad intentions. Things are really starting to heat up, Stupian said. UAPs are absolutely here. They're flying around with impunity. And they're and they're talking and that he's referring to the whistleblower that we just Mm -hmm. spoke about. And uh and so yeah, I mean we're just it's UFO UAP fucking fever, y'all. Yes it is. So what do you think's going on there, babe? I think people are seeing a lot of stuff and because of the internet yeah. We hear about it now. Well, yeah, I mean, think about it. Back in the 50s and 60s and 70s, we had cheap Polaroids. We had 35 millimeter film cameras and things of that nature. But how many people had a telephoto lens? Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so nowadays, as technologies improve, everybody's got a telephoto lens in their pocket. If you have the latest Pixel phone or the latest uh, iPhone, a lot of these really high end phones have software now that do telephoto uh, uh, imaging. And mm-hmm. so uh, we're we're all becoming our uh, an investigative unit when in the old days we had to rely on the government and certain law enforcement officials. But nowadays we can uh, kind of do it ourselves. Well, yeah, and back in the day, if somebody saw something, it would maybe circulate around mm-hmm. that town. There might be a little article in the newspaper, but yeah. who nationally would nationally know about it? Nationally, it might not have gotten picked up yeah. except for by a rag unless, mag or, or something. unless somebody called their neighbor, their mm-hmm. relative five states over, and it kind of grew that way. But other than that, there's no way for that information to unless get Unless the National Enquirer, one of those, yeah. you, you know, the National Sun picked it up. And, uh, and then, and that only led to more disinformation because as soon as you saw it at the supermarket, you're like, oh, it just right. discredited it because yeah. they were so outrageous because mm-hmm. they always talked about, you know, like dog boy and because a guy had a hypertrichosis, he's dog boy and mm-hmm. all the lizard man and all this stuff. And so yeah. it just over the years, the we kind of made the government's job easy for them in terms of um, deflecting because, uh, you know, the hysteria that it, it created actually lent itself to uh, people like Lou Alzando being able to deceive and, and, and put out intentional misinformation in order to cloud the, the, the general public about what's really going on. Yeah. But uh, before we get to Secret of Skinwalker Ranch expansion show, uh, what do you think about this, this latest thing? We saw some body 
uh, experts, body language experts talk about it in two, two different channels. In fact, we wanted to hear different things. And then, uh, but this, this UFO, uh, an alien sighting of 10 foot uh, aliens in their backyard in Las Vegas. Uh, what's your, what's your view of that? Set it up and it, what's your view? Yeah. Well, so it's, it's kind of interesting. So they, yeah, they got a, a 911 phone call from this, um, young kid. Yeah. And they said that they saw lights in the sky. They heard a crash. They saw, things. and even the police. Yeah, so it's actually on. Part. It's on camera. F- a couple different, right? Um, from a couple. So couple the police know that there, there was, was a crash a, and that there was a light in the sky. That part is not necessarily fair. the crash. They saw the light. So they saw oh, okay. the light falling. So yeah, there's a video of it from a police body cam. There's video of it from multiple sources. Yeah. So this kid called saying that they heard a crash. That they, they saw things, beings walking around in their in their, their yard. yard. Yeah. And it freaked them out. They yeah. called the police. So that's basically and, the story. Well, and then the first body language people thought that it was um, that they didn't weren't reacting quite properly and all this. Yeah. And then the other body language person thought that it was, in fact, he was on with one of those guys from the mm-hmm. from the pair from the four group of four, uh, David Roos, I think, and it was with the guy named Spidey. But uh, anyway, they were talking. And uh, they they thought that there was some credibility to it, and and that's the thing is, the one thing I noticed is that the family was Hispanic, and you know, may, call me cynical, but I just believe that if you're Hispanic and you have an accent, you're not going to call the police and make something up. Now, white kids will do that. Mm-hmm. White people will fucking lie to police officers. They they live with impunity, like they've never been in trouble yeah. their whole life. But I just I just have a hard time believing that an Hispanic family would call the police and hoax them about something like that. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know. It kind of lended to the credibility because I you know because we do live in an inherently sort of sy- systemically racist society, and I just don't think that a Hispanic family that English is their second language would have uh, called the police and put pulled the wool over their eyes. If there, something hadn't happened. Right. And you made a good point about English being his second language because they were talking about inflections and the way he said things. Yeah. But English being a second language, it would you, account for some of those things. That exactly. A English he may not have wouldn't. seemed as excited because mm-hmm. he was trying to find the words right. yeah. to say what happened right. You yeah. know, because when you speak English as your first language, you forget you can talk with emotion and inflection because it's your first language. When you're yeah. learning a new language, as anyone knows, like when I speak Spanish, I, I sound like you're searching for the you're words, searching so for you words, right? Emotion. So there's not as yeah. much inflection, right? Yeah. So that might account for the reason why the body language analysis didn't think that they were acting as um, excited or scared yeah, exactly. as they should have been. Yeah. So I I'm not sure. I yeah. you know there was light. There was a bang, a bang on one of the videos. On one of the videos, so yeah. it's I. They saw something. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Yeah, it could. What have if been, it was a fucking Mothman? It, who knows? Could have <laughs> been overactive in the ima- tree. That sounds like Mothman it, to me. It could have been overactive <laughs> imagination. It right. could. Who knows? It could yeah. have been. Well, I don't know. And, that, and that's the thing. At the end of the day, this becomes just another anecdotal. Mm-hmm evidence that you can pile up with all the other anecdotal stories that we hear and that's what we try to do is we try to enjoy the lore enjoy the fun of it all it's a 
you know, people say it's a distraction. Well, it's a nice distraction because reality fucking sucks sometimes. So it's nice to get into it. But when you get down to the brass tacks of reality, we, we want there to be more than just anecdotal stories. We want there to be proof. Oh, and I just remembered we watched another video that, that went into even more detail. Yeah. So they are saying that the next day there was like men in black type of vehicles driving by. Oh, right. There was yeah. that one guy that said he went out to the house to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And there was some like mm-hmm. camera mounted on their roof that hadn't been there before. And then it was gone two days later. Right, right. But that's one of those things you just have to trust that they're telling the truth. Yeah. So there is no evidence. There's no yeah. actual. Well, like, and then, and then one of the body analysis guys says that, you know, that the government showed up and they look like men in black. They were wearing suits. He's like, they don't do that anymore. That's like the old days. That's like the fifties. That sounds made up to me. They're, they're in their black vehicle and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then, but then if you get into it and we've talked about the men in black, some believe the men in black are a government uh, institution. That's, you know, very, very secretive. Uh, others believe that they're aliens acting like humans. And mm-hmm. then oftentimes their behavior is odd because they're actually mimicking human behavior. They're not even yeah. really human. So well, yeah. if, if, you know, that might account for why what they saw was so, sort of formal looking. Well, my impression was that he's a definite non-believer. So he was coming at it from that angle. Sure. Like, not even a skeptic, like, just definitely doesn't believe. Right. So that was his analysis took that into account that well, he didn't have any belief in any of it. And that's the thing that I was learning when I was going through all this, all these, uh, all this stuff the, the, the all the articles for this show today is I was just sifting through all this stuff and it was like non-believer like there was this one article by Wired that was like trying to you know be skeptical and hey that's fine there's nothing wrong with healthy skepticism but I was it was going beyond skepticism into cynicism I'm like mm-hmm. no you have no evidence of that so I had to scrap it because yeah I want you know, everybody's got their opinions nowadays. And, you know, that's the thing about politics. That's the thing about aliens. That's the thing about cryptids and the paranormal is that there's two sides to every story and there's two extremes to every story. And uh, I think that's the problem sometimes with the information age is that a lot of people just don't know what to believe. And so a lot of times they'll be they'll tend to believe who they who they like the most. So if Trump tells you something and Trump's your guy, Never mind, he's a fucking, you know, a big liar and he lies constantly. They're going to believe what they want to believe. And so their version of reality tends to believe, be backed up by the culture and politics yeah. that they side with. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but at the end of the day, that's the thing about this whole thing is that this is a nonpartisan issue. And so that's what's neat about it is that Republicans believe it, uh, Democrats believe it. Harry Reid was a part of the big push. Yeah. To get uh, uh, Gillibrand uh, to start a UAP task force in the first place, uh, uh, Harry Reid has since passed away. Now you got Marco Rubio involved, and so in other words, there's a handful of politicians, regardless of party, who are interested in this. And uh, I think Marco Rubio is a hack and a half, not because I'm a Democrat or a liberal, but because he's a he buys into the conspiracy theories. He buys into the Trump horse shittery. And when you pave the way for lies and deception, maybe you shouldn't be the guy that should be talking about aliens and UFOs. And so it's like he's trying to gain credibility and he's trying to gain attention through clickbait. 
And so a lot of times it just feels like they're trying to perpetuate their own popularity than actually get down to the truth. And so I don't know what's up with Rubio, but at least feels, he's trying to yeah, get into it. It feels to me like he's actually mm. genuine about He cares this about thing. the subject really matter does, at least. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I I still think he's a fucking hack, Oh, I so. do too. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For other reasons, not because he's a Republican, although yeah. that does help yeah. these days. But now I kind of want to shift the conversation because, you know, I wanted to set up the whistleblower that the country right now seems to have alien fever. And uh, and then there's sightings going on and the, the headlines are just just paved with all these different stories and accounts of things happening. And so at the end of the day, I mean, um, it, it feels like, you know, we're entering a, a paradigm shift in in where we used to be and where we are now and the public uh, not only knowing more but uh, becoming less cynical and less uh, denial denying it and more getting uh, there's a lot more believers nowadays and i mm-hmm. i think that's good because the evidence you guys i mean i saw a ufo when i was 19 uh, two ufos and and i've seen a few weird things since then that i don't know what i saw but i have a feeling it was something else and yeah. and so now we're at a point where yeah i mean uh with, with putin and all the craziness going on and the secrecy of china and all this we have uh, now entered into kind of a new era of cold war it's not really an active cold war but it is a, it is a information war if you will it's a cold war in the sense that we don't trust uh hostile nations we don't trust uh, anti democratic nations like china like russia and 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 no offense to their people just you know sometimes you know government systems do bad shit that the people have no control over so i i don't uh, begrudge the people of russia or the people of china i think they're probably good people um for the most part uh but i do believe that we do have to look into as a as a society into the possibility that you know, it just kind of increases the 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 it increases our paranoia uh, over uh, espionage, over spy craft, over um, possible technologies that are being used to spy on one another. What do you think about that whole thing? Lou Alzondo talks about yeah. that a lot. Well, yeah, it's absolutely a possibility, and they have to take <clears throat> things seriously just because that's a possibility. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and that's definitely probably. Priority number one, the, the, the other priority is much more uh, outrageous, which is there's aliens visiting our planet. And I know that to the uninitiated, that sounds crazy. Just like people who aren't living in a haunted house think, you know, the less you talk about hauntings, the less you are involved in hauntings, the less you go down the rabbit hole, even us. I mean, I'm a believer in ghosts and stuff, but the longer I look at the evidence and the longer I look at the the deception in some people and the longer you step out of that world for a while, the more you become um, con- cynical or you become convinced that it's not as powerful of evidence as you once thought and and so i'm at a point where yes i still believe in the paranormal we're going to talk about that at the end of the show but but what i mean to say is is that uh, the uninitiated who don't uh, live their life in this realm in this world uh, in this you know media environment 
uh, uh, tend to be more skeptical. And you, you should have healthy skepticism, of course. But at the end of the day, like I said, if you don't live in a haunted house, you're less likely to believe in ghosts mm-hmm. and demons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if sure. you live in one, you'll probably be more of a believer. And so as ghost hunters ourselves, I know what's out there. But, you know, the more time that goes by that you're not ghost hunting, the more you start to go you start to question reality. You start to question your own fact-finding, and you actually uh, gaslight yourself into not believing. And so uh, I think we're at a very interesting paradigm shift right now in our cultural um, zeitgeist today where we're entering a new level of credibility and believability. Speak on that. Well, yeah. I think a lot of people are just more open-minded to that kind of stuff because it's interesting Mm -hmm. because there's so much information that you can kind of fall down a rabbit hole and just, there's so much you can find about it and you can kind of draw your own conclusions, but because it's fascinating and it's something that's out of the ordinary, sure takes you away from the mundanity of life. Well, and I think it does take away from that mundanity of life, especially as regular working people, who are stuck in jobs and lives that uh, aren't as gratifying as we'd like, is that we tend to uh, go to our safety comforts, the paranormal, mm-hmm. dark stuff, weird stuff, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there's no there's no harm in that. But, you know, there is a credibility gap there because, you know, us believers aren't allowed to, you know, use evidence. You know, we have to, you know, take an extra step in our, our credibility takes a, a hit if we don't act skeptical or cynical, downright cynical about what's going on. Um, and, and I just tend to think that right now where we're at, though, is these aren't crackpots coming out talking about this stuff. This is yeah. fucking Air Force mm-hmm. and naval pilots and, and professionals who the I was in the Army. I can assure you guys that military personnel are the most credible and the least susceptible to superstition in the entire fucking world. So I tend to think that um, it's just happening at a rate so vast and and numerous that it's just hard to fucking ignore now. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. You know, Mm -hmm. and that's where we're at. And yeah, like you mentioned, the people that are are coming forward are very credible. So it just lends a, a... I don't even know. I can't think of the word. Credibility. <laughs> I know. <but laughs> I just used that word. So yeah, but yeah, it, it just it, it, yeah, it, it takes it to a next level of 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 believability yeah. and seriousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because at the end of the day, um, you know, when you hear stories in newspaper articles from fifty years ago or twenty years ago or whatever, it's like, oh, that's interesting, you know. And then movies come out like Communion, where Whitley Stryber talks about alien abduction. And that he had been abducted and stuff. And you're like, eh, that sounds a little weird. And then you start watching documentaries from 2012 or 2015 that are like, yeah, no, we this stuff's real. But it's always fringe. It's yeah. always fringe. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's coming out of the darkness of fringe and coming into the light of day in possible reality. And I think that's exciting yeah. stuff. Yeah, it is, definitely. Yeah. But I do want to pivot now to Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. So now, if you guys don't know, we do updates about Secret of Skinwalker Ranch uh, every couple months because we're super fans and we're we're weird like that. But uh, <laughs> we think they're doing good work. They have, you know, four seasons now where they've done a lot of different things. They're starting to discover that there's a an area above the ranch that seems... Uh, impenetrable to our technologies. And we're starting to wonder if perhaps 
there's some kind of technology or portal there. And uh, so now, you know, Brandon, the rich guy who funds this project, he owns the ranch, Brandon Fugel, seems like a nice guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, they live out in Salt Lake City. I I spent a year out there as a chef. And uh, I don't know if they're Mormon, but they're super nice people out there. Uh, a little too conservative for my taste, but you know, whatever, to each their own. But but uh, very nice man, and uh, he's got a team of people, including Travis Taylor, who's been on Ancient Aliens and a bunch of other shows, who are you know trying to be scientific about this. The guy, you know, Travis Taylor has a PhD. There's Eric Bard; he's the the lead investigator. I don't know his background, but he's it seems like to be a tech wizard seems of some kind, tech and science savvy. So yeah. yeah, and and then you've got a bunch of ranch hands and folks that we like to make fun of because one calls himself dragon. And then there's, uh, you know, the redhead guy, I call him red because he's just a big old, good old boy. And mm-hmm. so it's easy to just, just, you know, poke fun, but they grow on you. You start to like these people after yeah. a while. And, um, and, and we like the show. And so now there's a new show, an expansion show. I've told you about, they do the deep cut where they re-edit and they sh- it's called Digging Deeper. So it's the same show, but then a longer version of it. They're playing that. Um, if you want more details about what their investigative uh, technologies in, are involved, there's just more details about that. But now there's the new Beyond Skinwalker Ranch that has these two new personalities. Uh, speak about that. Yeah, one of them um, was a journalist, and we've seen him on other paranormal shows. Um, and the other guy was ex-CIA, was it? So the guy, the the first guy is an investigative journalist. He's he's done war journalism. He's been an outdoorsy kind of dude. He's one of those daring journalists, kind of like a Richard Engel type. Mm-hmm. But his name yeah. is Paul Beban. That's Paul B E B A N. Paul Beban. He's an investigative journalist, and he did a a, a season of uh, a show called Paranormal Declassified that was on uh, Discovery Plus and uh, some channel that. I can't remember which one, but but he did a, an entire season about aliens and uh, Skinwalker and all that. And so he he must have some kind of, um, uh, you know, you got to have at least some shred of spark of belief in order to go down that road. And the fact yeah. that he's an investigative journalist who has very, he's very credentialed in the sense like Richard Engel. He's very trusted by ABC News and NBC News and all these things. He's. He, he does a lot of, you know, he used to do a lot of war investigations and, you know, it's always like the investigator with the, the helmet on speaking right. out yeah. in the, you know, in a war zone, shit like that. So he's, he's got, he lends a lot of credibility to that. And then there's a guy named Andrew Bustamante. He's an ex-CIA agent and he uh, kind of uh, brings a lot of tech savvy and stuff into it. And, and so what they have is this new show, you know, because basically Secret of Skinwalker Ranch is... Uh, basically sequestered to just that ranch. What's going on at Skinwalker Ranch in northern Utah, where these guys go all over the place and they're starting to see other places, other ranches even, are having similar, uh, you know. Phenomena. Phenomena, yes. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, And so speak about that. Yeah, well, it's just, it's places that I think they've heard about in their, in their journeys. Yeah. And that there has been similar things happening. So, the, yeah, they're going to these different places and trying the same types yeah. of tests that they've done on Skinwalker to see if they 
come up with the same type of um, results. Well, yeah, and, and, and a lot of times, you know, you'll hear this word a lot. There's a difference between causation and correlation, is that there's a lot of correlating uh, similarities between the phenomenon at these other ranches and uh, Skinwalker Ranch. And so... Um, why is it always on a ranch? Well, I think that's because it's rural. I don't think it yeah, has anything to do so. with ownership of, of calling something a ranch per se, no. but it's out in the middle of fucking nowhere. And these phenomena seem to exist. And so were these places that were perhaps staked out by aliens a long time ago and they created portals and all this stuff, or are these natural wormholes, natural wormholes or portals that just pre-existed time itself and this is just how these aliens travel between uh time and space or another dimension what have you i mean mm -hmm. and i know that's crazy and they the shows go way out of their way to to uh, underplay that aspect of it mm -hmm. yeah. but at the end of the day come on let's get real here that's what we're kind of wondering what the fuck is happening is that uh, we're blasting all these technologies and uh, uh, sensors up into this area a thousand feet over Skinwalker Ranch, and we're noticing that there's deflections, that uh, there are technologies can't penetrate, that there's always a 1.61 uh, gigahertz uh, band frequency that goes off that fucks with their phones and their technologies mm. and causes headaches and all this stuff. Well, and that when the Bustamante guy even mentioned on one of the Beyond episodes that that was the frequency that was used in the military for extraterrestrial type of things. Yeah. They didn't mention that to, at least on air, to right. the Skinwalker guys, but... And that's just one more layer yeah. that perhaps this frequency is... Uh, uh, I don't know. It's either one that uh, it's at a certain hertz rate that uh, lends itself to alien uh, interference, or it's just the band frequency that they they chose. I don't know what that is, mm -hmm. yeah. but we hear it keeps coming up again and again. And that's what yeah. I mean about correlation is that there's a lot of similar uh, phenomenon happening, like um, their sensors and readings not working, and mm -hmm. and and so at the end of the day. Uh, perhaps there's portals, and we've gone down this. We never did a full show about portals, but but the thing of it is, is that it's seeming like even with Bigfoot and even with ghosts, is that there seems to be portals all over the earth. Some of it goes underground, some of it goes into our skies, but these portals seem to just kind of pop up at random, and because they exist there, they tend to affect the wildlife. They tend to affect Bigfoot and big cryptids. Mm -hmm. They tend to uh, attract uh, paranormal phenomenon. And so at the end of the day, we're talking about a phenomenon that is so odd and so unknown that we're in the dark here. And this is yeah. brand new stuff. And so portals, the idea of portals being a time-space a wormhole or perhaps an interdimensional wormhole or even just a magnet of 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 magnetism that attracts uh, animals and creatures because it's this phenomenon that they sense that we don't sense uh the implications are far and wide and so these shows yeah. tend to go into what what's going on here what you know talk about that what what has so far the new show uh, drummed up and gave, given us that the uh, original show ha has not um, really expanded upon. Mm. 
they just had one thing that I do remember. They had some weird stuff with drones again, mm-hmm. which happened on Skinwalker. They had a drone flying, and then all of a sudden it just it was getting really weird readings, getting reading wonky, things underground then- that weren't. It was reading that it was going underground when were, it wasn't underground. Right. And then they're it crashing working. sometimes. Yeah it, yeah, yeah, it crashed. And so that's one thing that I that comes to mind straight away. And that's a, a correlation. Well, it's happening on Skinwalker and it well, happened on this other place. Right. And so we're trying to find out, you guys, basically is, is, is this alien technologies that are fucking with us? Or is this a natural occurrence because of the existence of portals mm-hmm. at the yes. end of the day um we know that wormholes exist in outer space but we're less likely to believe in stuff that exists out there in outer space that could exist right here in our own backyard and so that's yeah. what makes this so mystifying is that we have a hard time as humans of believing that wormholes could exist in our planet on that we could walk to it and that we could mm-hmm. inter act with it so so i think it's a fascinating thing and i do believe that it's the natural progression and that's why the owner of skinwalker ranch brandon fugel wanted he probably is the one who said hey let's bring in another team and let's have credible people that worked with government agencies and had top security clearances do investigative journalism and science in such a way that we uh not only uh, are, are you know leaving the ranch to make sure that we find correlating and corroborating evidence elsewhere, but also might lead down a new, you know, new evidence that could help uh, the, the main show itself. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's all I got really. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, it's fascinating. What do you think? It's very fascinating. And one of the places they investigated on the second show, Bigelow, the guy who, had owned Skinwalker Ranch Skinwalker before, before Brandon Fugel, and, yeah. And he actually worked with the government in investigating, so none of that stuff has mm-hmm. been public because it was government. The government kept it classified. And he had investigated at one of these other places also. Right. But that's the great part about Brandon Fugel owning the ranch is he's not doing it in cooperation with government agencies. Right. So if he, it's his money, if he finds things... It's privately funded, and, yeah. and they suspect if you're looking at the latest episodes is they suspect that the government has uh, helicopters they're going into their airspace with their transceivers turned off which Mm -hmm. is illegal unless you're a yeah a government government agency uh, a dark agency that's supposed to be quiet and hush hush Mm -hmm. um but they're they're kind of coming around while they're doing their testing which is only adding another layer right paranoia yeah. and weirdness yep. of the whole show <laughs> exactly. and whether and that's the thing is i don't know if all this shit's real i'd like to believe that it mm-hmm. is but at the end of the day it's fascinating yeah absolutely well and i've got kind of like a spiel you know me i always have a spiel at the end <laughs> um so so don't don't tune out yet you guys uh you know you can listen to this in segments you don't have to listen all at once uh but at the end of the day we do this long form because we think you're intelligent for stupid people, go on over to the short shows. This is a long-form show for smart people who want a long-form analysis of what the fuck's going on in life. And so that's what we're doing. Uh, but uh, getting back on track here. But, the you know, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch is a fun little show. And, uh, you know, it, it, it satisfies the people who are just fascinated by the phenomenon. It satisfies, uh, I think, uh, a desire to know the truth. 
And uh, I do believe that the vast majority of Americans who are initiated, the uninitiated are always ignorant, and that's the problem with ignorance is that they're uninitiated and therefore they don't believe anything unless it's coming from their Cheeto Messiah or something. But um, I'm not saying all, you know, there's ignorant people on the left too. Don't get me wrong. Don't even get me started. But what I mean to say is, is that all, all this um, uh, leads down a road of, of people not knowing what to believe. When you saturate the airwaves with craziness all the time, um, people just tend to either fall into one of their camps, le- uh, left or right camps or belief or non-belief camps, or um, they open their mind. And hopefully we're creating a media ecosphere where people are starting to see that this is becoming mainstream. And that's what I want. I want the stigma to go away. I want for people to understand that you guys, this earth is weird. We don't know what we're doing here. And that's why ever since the dawn of mankind, we've been fascinated with what's out there Mm -hmm. because we feel abandoned by God. We feel abandoned by other species of life out there. We feel like we're on this planet all by ourselves, left to our own devices. And that's why we're all craving more than what we have because Sorry, but just plain old boring poverty capitalism and our shitty fucking go nowhere jobs just ain't cutting the mustard sport. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know what I true. mean? Yeah. It's it's boring and mundane and it just brings an interesting thing to life. Well, and I'm going to talk about that at the end. So don't, don't let me forget. I say this every time and I don't forget, but... I say it and then I don't forget. That's why I say it. <laughs> but you say I say it and still forget it. Yeah, yeah. But I just um I find the whole thing a- a fascinating and uh and um and and we've talked ever since season 1 about the possible connection with uh portals and time and space portals or in extra dimensional portals. And whether you believe in that stuff or not, it's fine. You know, my point is this is that we live in what's called linear reality. Linear reality deals with X, Y axes. If you look at a graph, it's time and space. Ah, simple. Well, extra dimensional stuff talks about, well, what about A through Z axes? Holy shit. So there could be, you know, I'm sitting in this chair right here. I could be sitting on somebody else's fanny right now. This living in the same space but in a different time or in a different dimension and that just our brains can't fathom that shit right yeah (laughs) and then that starts opening up the possibility of ghosts being not just the spirits of the deceased which we tend to believe but also could be oh that there's an existence beyond the grave because they're in a different dimension Mm mm-hmm what (laughs) and it's all nuts i know yeah but it's so interesting yeah it's fun to contemplate well Um, the more you know about science you would think the more grounded you would become but actually the more you understand science the more you understand time and space and uh you know einstein's laws of laws of relativity and and all the various uh, concept of physics Actually, the more crazy you become, you become a Michio, Michio, Michio Keku, 
uh, like the, who believes in all this stuff because uh, the more you start to realize that the possibility of their life visiting us is actually greater than it not visiting us. Mm-hmm. Speak about that. Yeah, and when you see people like him that they believe because they're so smart and because they understand the physics and the math and the all the stuff that's the probabilities way beyond me, and, everything else, and right. it just it <clears throat> brings more credibility to it. Yeah, and. That's what's kind of neat about this is that this used to be fringe stuff for entertainment purposes only. And uh, people could, you know, say, well, I'm credible because I was in the army or I was credible because I have a science degree of some kind or I'm credible because I'm a part of some credible news source or whatever. And that's still the case. But now it's at a point where I believe there's so many people, so much going on that, um, I think it's become its own niche and um, very credible people are getting involved, whether they're getting involved for their own fascination or whether they're getting involved just to gain popularity and notoriety so they can b- write books is beyond me. But Hey, so long as it exposes the truth, I'm, I'm a happy man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but what do you think about uh, Paul Beban? You know, like the last, they, they did an episode in the snow and then they were, trying to uh, a demolition guy came in and he was going to expose a cave where there could have been a possible, um, uh, you know, like something down there, like uh, possibly a, a hidden alien craft or hidden technologies in there. Mm-hmm. And it's in the dead of winter and there's like 14 feet of fucking snow. <laughs> it's in Arizona. And uh, I used to be a demolitions expert in the military and, and I'm sitting there going, okay, first of all, the first thing we learn is that you don't investigate in the fucking snow because guess what? Mm-hmm. Everything dies and everything gets covered and it's a CSI person's worst nightmare. Right. Yeah. And, but and- I think in terms of the show, it's they're doing their things in the off season of skinwalker. <laughs> yeah. Which is the winter same crew, season. Different, right. Same good so production crew. Probably they're kind of under mm. these time constraints of when they can do it. Sure. And so it, yeah. So they're doing the best they can, yeah. making the best they can. <laughs> but I'm just like, okay. Because one thing I will say is that every time I watch an episode of Skinwalker Ranch, I'm like, the science checks out. And the conspiracy theories are legit. There's a legitimate reason to be a little paranoid that the government's watching because I'm seeing stuff. And there's there's been several sightings of UAPs and lights in the sky and weird phenomenon. So there's just enough crazy shit to kind of keep stringing you along. When I saw the episode where they're going to blow up a cavern that's snowed in and then go find alien craft. I'm like, Oh, come on. Are you fucking kidding me? My, my military training just kicked in and said, this is horseshit, but not every episode can be a winner, but there are other episodes where they went to that ranch and uh, had similar phenomenon taking place. I thought helped Mm -hmm. uh, corroborate the fact that these things are happening all over the world. Yeah. And that's exactly. And it's, you know, it's a new good. show. They're still finding their legs. They're still. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. But I was just like, ah, balls, horseshit. But yeah, I know. <laughs> Only mm-hmm. with that one thing, though, mm-hmm. because I was like, why would you be in the middle of winter in the snow and some fucking ranch blowing shit up to find aliens? Are you stupid? What the? You do, do you know how patently absurd that sounds to an average person? But that's the time they had. But that's what they that's had. What happened. They went there with it, right? right. And, and I tend to so. believe that there'll be more credible shows that will come mm-hmm. yeah. after the snow melts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 
you know, let's just talk about the fucking big old elephant in the room, all right? What's the elephant in the room, you guys, here is that we've we've talked about so far the whistleblowers and that we've got alien fever, that everybody's there's a new kind of paradigm shift in believability in our headlines today, much more credibility, much more cases of sightings, a lot more documented evidence. And so at the end of the day, uh, we're going to get headlines like 10 foot aliens in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, things like that. And then, of course, you've got shows like Secret of Skinwalker Ranch and Beyond Skinwalker Ranch and blah, blah, blah. And 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 we have been talking about this stuff long before the existence of all these new shows popping up. You know, we've been sort of talking about this. Well, I've been talking about it since I was 10, but never mind that. My point is, is that um, as we move on, we get the long term. We start to see corroboration, correlation, and sometimes even uh, cause and effect where there's a direct correlation between something. Um, At the end of the day, um, what I'm seeing here is that there's uh, UAPs a lot. Okay, so we're seeing a lot of that. We're hearing headlines about creatures, okay? Um, We did a show last uh, year, last summer, that two weeks before we did that show, there was a, a, that summer, at a Christian festival, there was a Mothman sighting, 10-foot-tall winged creature, saw by several people, and none of them thought they were angels. They thought it was something wicked or demonic. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, they were all Christian, so... Course they thought it, it was demonic but my point is is that all this stuff is adding up to a handful of phenomenon that seem to be uh, repeatable that's happening a lot and that is portals that is instrument instrumentation failures uh the possibility of there being portals and then of course the possibility of there being winged creatures or flying craft and so at the end of the day uh we've done episodes about like um you know we that we watched a documentary once out of eugene oregon that was talking about uh this guy uh, essentially um going in and and doing a ghost hunt in this uh garage or shed it was kind of like a i guess it was a hangar of sorts and they were getting all these voices and phenomenon and whatnot and uh, but then also he talked about a portal being there and how the portal attracted critters and creatures, but also ghosts. Uh, and it also att- attracted Bigfoot. And we're just like, wee, this is some this has got some stank on it. This is some extra level crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like I said, we're starting to see all the time the possibility of portals. We see it on TV shows, portals to hell, you know. Um, demonic portals, ghost portals, uh, time-space portals, uh, extra-dimensional portals. We don't know enough about portals uh, to know whether it's a spiritual portal or where it's uh, it's a uh, you know a time-space portal, whether it's a scientific wormhole. You know, uh, if it's just a natural part of time and you know uh, outer space right it's just a natural part of physics like a black hole or something yeah but my point is is that all these things are leading up to alien fever (laughs) paranormal fever we're at a fever pitch right now and that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that there's necessarily a correlation between ghosts and aliens but speak about that what do you think's going on here in the 
big picture sense. I think, like I mentioned before, that people are seeing things and we're more aware of it because of internet and mm-hmm. phones and cameras. And I think I it's hard to tell if there's more things happening or we're just more aware of it because of social media. Well, things yeah. have been happening forever. Well, and then and- we also have to understand that there's a lot of hoaxers out there who want to deceive us for click well, yeah, or to get their dollars or whatever. Kind of <clears throat> look at everything and try to sort through the bullshit and yeah. draw your own conclusions and Yeah. But there is so much stuff that it's a fun rabbit hole to fall down to, into. And well, yeah, because we've seen uh, shows about portals. Like, there was this one guy. He's like, I wasn't a believer in the paranormal. I moved to this house. And uh, there was a portal in my closet. And this little being, this little fucking creature came out. And was like, what the fuck is this? And he ran away. And I and I saw him every once in a while. And it was like, what? And so, I mean, that's what I mean. Is that at the end of the day... Um, you know, we've got a lot figured out scientifically, but there's so much that we don't understand about physics or perhaps how physics changes in time and space and outer space. And that's why, you know, shows like Star Trek explore a lot of anomalous behaviors. Oh, we entered into a rift, a time rift where it stopped time and space and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's all these scientific theories that we like to explore in science fiction but now we're kind of almost getting to the point in where uh, the government's getting involved, a lot of credible scientists are getting involved, and we have now a UAP task force that has real scientists involved in this, and they don't necessarily report all the findings. It's still very hush-hush. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I wish there was more transparency with our government, but I feel like we're getting there. Mm-hmm. It's it's a start. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just the... the acknowledgement is a start yeah exactly what do you think if anything is the the difference between a spirit portal and a alien portal is it the same thing it might be yeah Yeah. it very well could be just for all we know is how we go to different dimensions all yeah we know i mean for all we know a portal is a portal whether spirits use it or aliens use it or yeah creatures use it it's it's i don't know it's fucking weird, right? <laughs> <It is. laughs> yeah, yes, and that's what is. I mean. It's at the end of the day, I, it could all be horseshit. It could all be real. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like uh, the Hulk. He's like, it's time travel. Either it's all real or it's all fake. I don't know. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, and I like just the fact that, I mean, things can be proven or disproven scientifically but then at the same time we don't know everything there is to know about science and physics and mathematics and yeah we know a lot but there's so much we don't know well we're starting to learn that sometimes in uh space um physics reacts differently in some places than others and what is that some kind of time space rift or some kind of uh gravitational difference or Mm-hmm. Some something acting upon time space that's different than anywhere else. And that anomalous behavior might be um, just the, the general makeup of everything in the universe that we see is that mm-hmm. physics acts constant in most places, but then it has anomalous occurrences in some places. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So who knows? Yeah. <laughs> and I think just, people have to acknowledge that they don't know everything about science and mathematics and there's new things to discover. Sure. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I mean is I keep an open mind. Yes, we can laugh and goof. And yes, if this is all a little bit too much for some people, I get it. I get it. You know, uh, all I'm trying to say, though, is, is that we're now entering in a time where we're questioning our government. We're questioning our reality and we're questioning, frankly, our spirituality and I think that's why the Christians get upset about all this. Like, good grief. If your fucking God doesn't stand up to scrutiny, then so be it. If he if he does, then great. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't see how all this uh, snickers or sneers at your God anyway. Because but, it just, it makes people question things and they don't want people questioning things. But I don't know. It just, if God is real, then God is real. Yeah. I don't think right. I know. having aliens would matter. No, I don't either. <laughs> but I do think that a lot of religious people are scientifically illiterate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, is there a causation there? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but we're almost done here, and then I've got my spiel. I'll, I call it my spiel reveal. Uh, I will go into my spiel at the end. But real quickly, I just wanted to cover, because we, we didn't give proper uh, time to cryptids. We don't talk about cryptids a lot. Um, we don't talk about ghosts and demons all that much anymore, even though we still watch Slapped Ham. We still watch Ghosts of Carmel, Maine. We're still in it, mm-hmm. but we don't talk about it on the show that much. And it, <clears throat> the reason why is because either it's fucking real or it isn't fucking real, and it's not making headlines. There's a lot of carnival barkers like Zach Bagans who are fun to watch, but it's not... I can't say... It's it's entertainment, and entertainment news doesn't lend itself to scientific accuracy or scientific yeah. credibility. And so, at the end of the day, you can't keep talking about it because it's not in the headlines. It's not. It's not. There's no new information. I was going to say there's not really anything new <clears throat> to say about it. So. Exactly. Like but if there's some new credible Bigfoot sighting, we would talk I'd about be it. all over That's it. That's right. Yeah. But we don't hear about it much yeah. anymore. It's not to say that it's not happening, but it's it's becoming more of a niche thing where you're either into Bigfoot or you're not. Um, We've done entire episodes about Bigfoot. We called it our big ass Bigfoot episode and it didn't do very well. And I was like, what motherfuckers ain't into Bigfoot. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Um, So you either you're into it or you're not. And the same people who are not into Bigfoot might be way into ghosts and demons and shit. So I I don't know, but I, I think if you're, uh, into weird trippy shit. Uh, you should be into all of it to some degree. But the reason why we don't talk about cryptids anymore, I mean, the last episode we did about cryptids was about Mothman because there was a sighting last summer at a mm-hmm. big fair in Minnesota. Yeah. And so things happen, dude. And, um, and trying to understand the big picture of this great big blue ball that we're on is uh, harder and harder to do because we don't always... We're cynical now. We don't know what we can trust. We don't know who we can trust. We don't know where a credible information is always coming from. And so a lot of times whistleblowers have come out of the woodwork and like, eh, what? What is this? At first, yeah. my first belief was that News Nation is just trying to get more views. And then I started looking at it into it more and went, no, okay, they've been around. I just hadn't seen it until now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but they're getting all this yeah. notoriety now and new viewership because... They're the ones that are going down this whistleblower rabbit hole and the continuing news on that. But at the end of the day, my point is um, that there's not a whole lot to say about the matter of Bigfoot. Either you've seen one or you haven't, or either you believe there's enough credible evidence out there or you don't. I tend to believe that 
it could happen. I don't think there's millions of them. There might be only a hundred of them, but I do believe that there could have been some uh, offshoot of Gigantopithecus still roaming the woods deep away from society. And we're so indoorsy now that we think we have this great big worldview, but our, our world is tiny when you live in the cities and you don't go outdoors much. Uh, at the end of the day, it's all the crazy outdoorsy people who are seeing this shit like Todd right. standing. <laughs> yeah, yep, exactly. And we don't believe him because he's a loon. Um, but he's a lovable loon, but, mm-hmm. um, but we, uh, you know, in, in other words, all this stuff is sort of shrined in, um, uh, disbelief. It's all been sort of, uh, polished for our, uh, entertainment ingestion instead of us really thinking very seriously about what is going on big picture with this world, you know, um, we have this tendency to look back on the past with uh, reverence, like, oh, the good old days. Remember when the 50s were here and everything was great? You mean times when black people were utterly uh, ignored in our society? Or when, uh, uh, you know... When it, women couldn't vote. Women couldn't vote. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And my point is, is that if you wa- if you listen to Bailey, Syrian, and Dark History, you find that um, uh, nothing's changed. It's always been fucked, you guys. So, you know, um, it's just that we now live in times where to to preserve our own sanity and order, we've uh, created some kind of uh, working uh, configuration in in how we live and how we see the world. But but, uh, the world's always been a little weird. It's always been a little off. We're, We're always searching for answers. Ever since the good old days of back in the ancient times we've been looking to the skies in wonder and uh, we see ancient paintings of ufos and religious paintings of all places <clears throat> and so why christians don't believe in stuff i don't know um <laughs> i keep harping on that but it just blows me away yeah. why would you just close your mind because what only god matters okay fine um but my spiel is this is that the world has been for tens of thousands of years uh, having phenomenon that has been uh, been chalked up to hearsay or conspiracies or just fringe lunacy uh, for hundreds, if not thousands of years. I mean, we've talked about the possibility, if you read the book, um, uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, Chariots of the Gods is that there's um, practical theories that, uh, that, that, that you know, uh, the pyramids were set up by aliens and got help from alien technologies and that perhaps they, you know, uh, had some type of religion set up around these um, beings that were visiting. Uh, we just don't know. A lot of it is left in ruin and we can only speculate on what we have left. Um, then we have ancient scrolls about, uh, you know, different tribes of people and giganto giants roaming the lands. Was that Bigfoot? I don't know. Yeah. Were they fucking on mushrooms? I don't know. Were they, <laughs> were they on bad mead, bad wine? I don't know. Um, but my point is, is that we're, you know, it's in our nature to want to understand what the fuck is going on. And the more people that prop show up on this earth and the more our technologies advance yes the more we get evidence and gather evidence but also the more we um muddy the waters 
mm-hmm. with uncertainty. Yeah. And it's become downright spiritual for me. We had an episode called Paranormal Spirituality in, a, in the sense that we want to know what happens to us after we die. And I tend to believe that we probably just go away. <laughs> like, sorry if that bums you out, but, you know, that's why you got to really live this life to the best now and why we fight for progress and best practices and why we fight against regressive and tyrannical systems and we fight against misinformation, you know. We uh, chase misprinted lies, as Allison Chains would say. Um, but my spiel is basically just that it's become, uh, we're all feeling very alone and forlorn in this world. And we're all looking for a friend, whether that be in God, whether that be in aliens, whether that be in some greater being, some greater knowledge. We're, we're just, we're, we're, we're alone. We, we have been existing on this planet for tens of thousands of years just with us and nothing else. And um, just like when you have cultures like uh, white people and they're only white people, you get very, you know, you get the oompa music and you get the later hosen. And when you aren't culturally, um, when you're culturally segregated, you have a tendency to get a little... Um, puritanical in your own uh, views and beliefs and uh, sometimes to grow in your education to grow in your belief systems you have to have a, a melting pot of ideas from other cultures from other places and 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 so we're in this really interesting place right now of discovery and i i just think that spiritually and scientifically speaking we just the more we know the more we don't know and the more questions we have the more we just Put up our hands in uncertainty, but 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 um, it feels like we're finally becoming you know because as soon as the aliens show up, I, I heard the other day they said that we're always looking at other people as the other. There's that inherent tribalism that we to pre- preserve and protect our heritage and to preserve and protect ourselves. We don't trust anything outside of our own home or outside of our own tribe or outside of our own village. Or outside of our own customs, right? That's just natural preservation of your uh, heritage, the preservation of your of of your safety, really. But we also know that um, when aliens show up, we then all of a sudden we're not Democrats and Republicans or Christians and atheists anymore. We're now one people. It's us right. versus yeah. them. It instantly changes the the dynamic there, and I think people are looking for a spiritual clue as to why we exist on this planet. I mean, we just went through COVID, you guys. We went through COVID where people are for the first time questioning capitalism, questioning the morality, the ethics, and the virtuosity in just corporatism, really. And people want to do things on a more personal level. People want to do things a little that feel more real to them, that feel more small and feel more close to their heart. And people are getting tired of the dynamic of impersonal uh, life uh, when people don't share our values or share our um, loves and joys, right? So yeah. I guess my spiel is that, um, spiritually speaking, I think it's an interesting, if not confusing, time to be in. And uh, I think at the end of the day, the more we learn about the weird stuff in life, the more we can uh, hopefully... Um, uh, get over our little xenophobic differences. You know, I talked about Republicans at the beginning of the show as just 
going in off the deep end into lunatic fringe territory. I think liberals do it too. But I do believe that at the end of the day that, um, you know, we're just a planet that's been isolated too long from the greater collective of the universe. And we, we want to be a part of this greater understanding of things. And that is spiritual in nature. And it will help tip the scales towards a better world, a better earth, uh, once we get over our differences and get over warfare and get over greed and all these problems that we have on this planet. But uh, sometimes we get a little bit, um, I don't know, confused in the moment we don't always understand the greater um uh, understanding or greater implication in uh why we're here on this planet and how we could work together than always work against each other and that's my spiel that was a spiel (laughs) what do you think yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah but do you know what i mean though do you understand what i'm getting at Mm -hmm. Is that yeah. I think humans are just feeling abandoned by the universe that we 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 desire to shoot off into get closer to something out there. We're not sure what, whether it be God, whether it be aliens, whether it be other creatures, whether it be other planets with life. Uh, at the end of the day, we want to know what the fuck's going on. We're getting tired of business as usual because business as usual is inherently corrupt and generally. Yeah helps the rich a lot more than it helps the poor. And so at the end of the day, I think a lot of regular folks are just burning out on regular jobs, regular life, regular society, and they're becoming more um, uh, headstrong in their desire to know what's really going on. And I think that's really encouraging uh, that we're getting to a place of credibility when it comes to these fringe uh, topics. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know? I agree. Yeah. So that's what we got. That's what we got. What do you think about uh, cryptids? What's your beliefs on uh, some some of the most popular cryptids? Uh, I think a lot of them. It's possible. Yeah, I mean that the journalist that's on that new offshoot offshoot. Um, what if on, cryptids are aliens? There you go. Well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but on that his inter extra dimensional show, he uh, did a a thing about Loch Ness monster. Mm-hmm. And there was some interesting data that he came up with in support of a possible. Oh yeah, I, was, like I had that. all like, but written off Loch Ness, yeah. and then when I watched that show, I was like, okay, yeah. maybe there's right? something to this. So yeah. yeah, I think there's something to some of them. And yeah, what if Mothman is an extra-dimensional being that is here as be. a kind of a overseer, if you will? Yeah, and and would have been interpreted thousands of years ago as an angel or demon. Mm-hmm. and therefore became a biblical creature. And so I don't think that all religion is bad. I don't think uh, the belief system is bad. Uh, it's just that it's a lot of fables and stories, just like we get about ghosts and stuff now, that is all fascinating. But um, you remove yourself from thousands of years of history. I don't know what to believe about religion anymore when it comes to their stories. Burning bushes and <laughs> all this stuff. It's like it's Noah's Ark. There's no recorded history of a great flood i'm sorry it's just not there but at the same time hey maybe they were seeing things and uh using what they knew and had at the time to uh try to try to understand it and so yeah you get yourself some angels yeah or you get yourself some deities or you get yourself some uh magic if Mm -hmm. you will (laughs) yeah 
But uh, yeah, it's fascinating. Uh, do, do you still believe in ghosts, babe? Yeah. Yeah. I've never really seen anything, but I've seen enough to convince me that it's probably real. Well, I think the best way to look at cryptids, the best way to look at aliens and UAPs and UFOs and all of this stuff, frankly, is to look at this as not the uh, rule, but the exception to the rule. In other words, this is aberrant to the norm. This is this is an abnormality. Uh, this is not the rule. This is the exception to the rule. And so when you have a ghost sighting, when you have an alien craft or something happening, um, yes, it's happening, um, but it might be anomalous behavior. We're not, maybe it's not the norm. Maybe most people die and there aren't ghosts, but every so often someone lingers and therefore you have ghosts. It's not the rule, but it, but it does happen. Well, and, yeah. And some like, maybe Lou the Elizondo, conditions are right. Like Lou Elizondo and these guys are saying, like, they're not saying that this stuff is alien in origin. They're saying that like 98%, 95% can be explained by things, but there's that small percentage and that's what they're trying to figure out. Exactly. Exactly. And we love it for entertainment purposes, but we also love it uh, for scientific purposes. And I try to remain as neutral and grounded as possible, but there is a vast difference between skepticism and cynicism. A lot of people now are just so jaded that uh, they're not open to a lot of things. And, uh, you know, I'm open to the idea of a God. I just don't necessarily believe the biblical interpretation or the Buddhist interpretation for that matter. It's just, you know, either you're all right or you're all wrong, or maybe there's a God, but uh, you got the details wrong. I don't know. (laughs) But why we're here and what we're doing here and why we exist and why we feel alone and why we want to jump to the stars and all that is, remains to be seen. I, it, it, it has something to do with our inherent feeling of isolation on this planet and a desire for something greater, I think. And uh, in a way, it's very profound. It, that really does eat at the heart of our longing, our yearning for something more. And that's why I think so many people get into the paranormal, because they want something more than just politics as usual or just business as usual or just capitalism as usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And if the aliens do show, you can bet your ass there's going to be a lot of uh, collateral damage in our systems that are going <laughs> to perhaps not collapse entirely, but shift uh, when people stop going to their routine job because now there's an existence of life uh, on another planet. Uh, the implications are fascinating. I don't think society will collapse. I think we'll get get there. We'll make do. We'll um, uh, but, uh, there's going to be, you know, presidents and politicians saying, go back to your jobs. <laughs> it's okay. We got everything under control. <laughs> what do you think about the greater implications of life coming to our planet? I, I really don't know. Yeah. It, it's such a weird <clears throat> thing to think about that. I just don't know how people in society would react. Yeah. It's. I, I don't know. Well, and that's why we have books about spiritual spirituality, and we talk about astral projection, and we talk about uh, portals, we talk about you know ghosts and all these different creatures and phenomena. And at the end of the day, I don't know 100% what's real. I will say uh, that Bigfoot has a good shot of being real. I think uh, Mothman is the craziest one, but, but uh, people keep seeing it. And so I, we keep reporting on it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the UAPs are definitely real. We just don't know their origin. Are they exo- of alien or exotic origin? I don't know. 
Um, but I just don't believe that China is sophisticated enough to, to be making these craft. Yeah, no, I agree. Therefore, it's got to be something mm-hmm. different, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what we have. Uh, good show, man. It just it's fascinating, and it makes me just want to know more and learn more and continue going down the rabbit hole. Um, but you know, you be skeptical. But don't get cynical. Keep an open mind. Um, I'm an atheist, but I still open my mind to the possibility of some deity or some greater uh, energy or consciousness that might bind this universe. I, hey, why the fuck not? Yeah, I know. But you I'm not going to take some 2,000-year-old interpretation of it. I want to know the practical God today now. <laughs> Perhaps God is the greatest science of all. We just don't know. And this, there's always been this kerfuffle between science and religion. I think um, at the end of the day, um, what if God is just a collective energy and, and he is the great uh, designer of all this and it is nature that is the great designer and design comes from, uh, you know, uh, it's like an inventor. Uh, when there's a need to make something, we tend to make it. And so perhaps the universe had a need to make this universe for some darn reason. We're just sitting here wondering why. Why is it happening? I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Anyways, thank you, baby. Uh, anything more to contribute today? No. You seem burnt. I, I'm burnt. You know, you guys, anytime I do an episode after one one hour, 30 minutes, that's it. She has checked out. <laughs> Sorry about that. I didn't mean it to go on this long, but th- we had a lot to cover. But uh, we've got one last episode for you guys. Uh, Next episode, we are going to do the dark empath versus light empath thing. And then we're going to talk about what we learned about the show, podcasting, what we've learned about society and uh, mental health. And uh, basically our takeaways about this whole unique experience of doing a podcast for two years. And then we're going to jump on over to the YouTube channel at some point and start doing videos there. We're trying to keep it uh, succinct. We're trying to keep it interesting. We want it to be thoughtful. And uh, uh, we're not going to be for everybody. But for those who are intelligent, for those who want to know the bigger understanding of life and the universe, uh, you just might find uh, what we have to say to be uh, right up your alley. So come on over to Chef Bright Comedy. That's Chef B-R-Y Comedy on YouTube. You can also contribute to the cause if you wish to go. You can be a patron on Patreon. You can also go to my link tree. We have social media sites all over there. And you can listen to our show from Spotify to YouTube Music to Audible to Amazon Music and everywhere. You guys, it's been an absolute pleasure to serve you. And uh, we will see you next week. Thanks, babe. And thank you, guys. You're welcome. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.